New Orleans 2012. Bruce Cachera drove to an address someone had given him that didn't exist. Standing in the parking lot where the address should have been, he was shot and killed. Questions around his murder have been met with silence. But this story is about more than violent crime. It's about motive and a series of events that have never been fully investigated until now. Binge Counterclock, Season 5. We are back with the second half of some clueless bullshit. Eric, I know you've been following the situation in Ukraine and this whole Starlink oh, yeah. fuckery. So why don't we dive into that? Because I'm interested because I haven't done a bunch of a ton of research on this. So I'm going to well, be yeah, getting so, a lot so, of it so, from you. So it came out that in October of 22. Okay. Well, let me take it one step back. What Starlink, the service Starlink is bringing to Ukraine is internet access uh, because most of the infrastructure, yeah. and in fact, specifically the infrastructure for internet access, has been destroyed by the Russians. The Russians attacked that. One of the very first things, <coughs> excuse me, that they took out was the internet infrastructure in Ukraine. What Ukraine's done is they have been using Starlink, uh, which is essentially a satellite internet service, and they're able to get up to 100 megabits with this service. It's pretty darn good. They've been using Starlink for communications all across Ukraine. And I'm talking about Ukraine's original boundaries. Okay. Yeah. And I think that that, so by the way, that's where a lot of the mess starts to show up. In late October of 2022, the uh, Ukrainians were going to be using the Starlink system to guide drone boats and to try to take out most of Russia's fleet. In the black, in, you know, in the in the Black Sea, and Musk said no. And this, the 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 full mess about this came out because there's a, a a Musk biography coming out. And the thing that's crazy about this is, never has the United States had a vendor do something like this. Let's just start yeah. right there, where the vendor, based on his own whims, decides not to allow for a product that they've been contracted with to use in war has been pulled back because that business owner doesn't like the moves that are happening. The yeah. crazy part about this is all of Musk's bullshit saying, well, people would have been killed. <clears throat> there have been rocket attacks from the very ships that were spared in that attack that was thwarted by him that have been used to kill children, yeah. not just combatants. Because the other main difference here is Russia attacks civilian targets, whereas Ukraine usually does not. Yeah. And it's usually an accident if civilians get harmed when Ukraine attacks. It's the purpose yeah. of more, well over three quarters of Russia's attacks. And all, by the way, of the drone attacks in, you know, in, inside of Ukraine proper. What's crazy about this is, is that you know, so the vice president of Ukraine is like their IT czar. He's already, the thing that's stupid about this is he's already looked for and found replacements. Like right now, they're using another company called SatCube. There are 10 other companies. What is it? Iridium, Global Star, OneWeb, Theraya. There's tons of other providers yeah. to this product. And so what's happened is Ukraine has had to become and has to start, you know, diversifying. And yeah. by the way, they've used diversified uh, uh, materials to make attacks outside of the geofenced areas that Musk put in originally. So it's not like Musk is stopping anything. And yeah, the reality yeah. is, is now what Musk has set himself up for, and of course this is not new for Musk, is his stupidity is going to harm the very company that he's using. Because Starlink is going to be the bad guy. Already, yeah. one of one of one of one of Zelensky's main. Uh, 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 you know, uh, one of his main guys, one of his, one of the people that gives him advice on how to run the country, one of his advisors has already gone after Musk personally, and they're going to continue going after that product. And eventually, by the way, just to be clear, Musk is provided now 10,000 units, which help the war effort constantly. So it's also, yeah. you know, what's crazy is someone actually, and I'll, I'll, leave my, I'll leave my commentary on this. There's this weirdo 
on the internet named Ian Miles Chong. Okay. Right. This uh, ant covered South Southeast Asian weirdo. Okay. He's a right wing agitator. And he literally stated in a reply to Musk that maybe we shouldn't be allowing them to do all these. Musk, it was like the next week did this action. So at some point we have to get down with the fact that Musk is listening to online right-wing agitators as his basis for policy application here in Ukraine. Ian Miles Chong made this decision and it's weird that that's are you telling true. me that are you telling me that uh, Elon Musk behaves like Donald Trump? Uh, yeah, very much so. Is that and, what you're and, telling me? And, and Look, the scary part is a lot of these guys do and that's what's nothing crazy. would make me happier in my lifetime than to see Elon Musk either broke or in prison. I have no... What do you think he's done that's criminal? What has he done criminal? I, I don't know that he has done anything yet, but I'm like, it's either a situation where he has and we just haven't found out about it, or he will. Right. right. Yeah. Or he will. I don't know yeah. that he has yet, but I just have such a dislike for that man on a fundamental level. And like, and it's everything. The fact that in my mind, he took over a platform, which I actually really enjoyed in Twitter and has systematically ruined it. Every yeah. step of the way, it's that which I think. Honestly, I almost think was intentional. I, I, I like. I see. No, no, I'm he, like, he stated. He absolutely stated that he felt it was within. Like he couldn't. He didn't think society would continue on if the if the if the side. I'm going to the side air quoting of society that was in charge there continued to have their hands on that control. Right. And to be fair, he might be a little right about that. Guess what? He has been so terrible for that platform. He's so awful. badly done. It's the funniest thing ever. And it's not really funny. It's actually terrible where he's going after the ADL right now on Twitter. Yeah. And the thing that's messed up is he claims there's no anti-Semitism on Twitter. The very next tweet was this guy who had looked up all the names of gas, the Jews and some series of numbers. And there were dozens and dozens, if not hundreds, yeah. of gas the Jew accounts <laughs> on Twitter. That's crazy. That yeah. He knows that. He's not stupid. No. He knows that. And to say that anti-Semitism isn't a, 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 an ever-increasing burning fire on Twitter is bullshit. Because I see it under every tweet about something that's in the social sphere, right? You yeah. see it. You'll see anti-Jewish racism, anti-Jewish culturalism in the comments under much of these, right? And yeah. I just, I just, he's, he's, I'm not saying he's a dumb man. I don't think he's a dumb man. I think that he is, I think that he is, how do I say well, this look, without being let, ableist? Let, he's on the spectrum and it shows. He well, misses let me things. say this. Let me say this. I Because I use words like idiot and moron to describe him and I don't, actually think he's a moron right like it's like i used to call george w bush an idiot i don't think george w bush was a moron he right. was a smart guy he just did yeah. dumb stuff sometimes i don't yep. think elon musk is an idiot obviously he's an intelligent guy i don't care how much money you get from your dad or how lucky you are like you don't get to where he is without being an intelligent guy you just right. flat out don't and so i give him credit for that i also give him credit for having done some good stuff it's not like he hasn't done good stuff. The only reason our space program even has any relevance anymore is because of Elon Musk. And like, yeah. that's a good thing. Like, it's a good thing. that So he's doing good stuff. I just, it feels like once he went down this Twitter rabbit hole, it just turned him into this like right wing, even though he's not, but he's acting like it. It's turned him into this like right wing, like, I don't know. Like it's just like well, part of you, you, you know. Part of the problem is right is his child, his child, and I think that someone's. I think I think I I'm a, I'm not the only one to say this, and I'm agreeing with one of his children came out as transgender, yeah. which he which he in his, in this new book coming up he says he approached with like a wait and see attitude. So he 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 didn't not affirm them. Yeah, he accepted it, and then he kept going. And then that child showed up and said, and essentially asserted to him that all rich people were evil. In other words, yeah. his child became first transgendered, then a Marxist. Then activated. Then, and, and, then, and then, by the way, stopped talking to him. So, I mean, I'd be pretty upset if that happened yeah, to me as absolutely. well. Absolutely. 
And Absolutely. I think that that is warping him in his look. I'm I'm going to I'm going to agree with many people who said his purchase of Twitter was to attack the sort of gendered community Absolutely. for what happened to him. And Absolutely. it sucks because I don't look, especially since he affirmed. At least that's the story. We'll see when it comes out. Maybe his maybe his child doesn't agree with that. The fact that he affirmed and then he still got attacked for being rich, which is, I'm sorry, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not, not a pro communist guy. You I'm not yourselves. either. I'm not so, either. but that's, I, I think, it goes to show you where a man in his position, it is dangerous to the rest of us because of his personal weird shit going on. Yeah, he yeah. goes ahead and tears down a platform where, at least at one point, it was possible to have. I mean, it is it, it it is in many ways more so now. But I I wish that we'd gone about halfway, half the distance he'd gone. Yeah, we could still be going after racism. We could still be going after uh, overall hate. Yeah, you know stuff that's like terrorizing people, and we could have removed the weirdo trigger warnings and stopped that. But instead, he went yeah. all the way to the wall. And, well, and now they're getting that, rid of the block feature, which is like ridiculous. Which is is like, that really going to happen? I, I think don't the know. Reason why, the reason why he wants, you know, know, the reason why he's mad, right, is because there are a huge amount of accounts. I'd say one in 10 that every time they get an ad they don't like, they block the person. They're continuously yeah. blocking ads. And so there are also there are people who have taken up a very vocal action of blocking blue check marks. So, yeah. And the reason why is because they don't want to see the, what these blue check marks have to say. Yeah. And so yeah. to Elon Musk, the, there, that means there's, collect, there's data collecting that says that if you get a blue check, 10, 20% of the platform is going to block you. And that's not good for sales. No, and not at all. The other thing that's kind of weird Especially that he's doing- Especially for a company that's already hemorrhaging. Oh, yeah. And he's, it's what was it worth? 20% of what it was? 10%? Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing that's crazy is he's not paying- You know how he started paying people- for their engagement. He's not paying people at equal rates. As an example, Ian Miles Chong gets tens of thousands of dollars mm -hmm. some months. You get a guy like Tim, you know, uh, what's his name? Tim, uh, the Tim cast guy. Uh -huh. um, and he, he sees sometimes he only gets a thousand or two thousand. So you're getting, well, that's because he's the also dude is, another, the dude is clearly a conservative, just pretending that he's not. You think I think he's raising conservative voices? Absolutely. Yeah, I, so I think Elon Musk is a conservative. He may not have used to have been one, but we all change our politics as we get older. We've talked about that a lot. I think he's a conservative now, yeah. and I would actually be—I actually probably would be better with Elon Musk if he would just admit to shit instead of just trying to like subterfuge. Like, if you're a conservative now. Be a conservative. I don't right. care. Like, right. I don't care. I like conservatives. I don't have a problem yeah. with you being a conservative. He, 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 yeah, he no longer gets to say he's the free speech platform. We protect free speech. No, like, if he you literally, want he, he literally allowed his company's data to be used to catch a guy who then in Saudi Arabia was put to death. So please, yeah. stop. No. And it's like, if you look, if you're, if you're fucking up doing Twitter, just own up to it. I, I I know he can't for a multitude of reasons, like for the stock thing. I know he can't, right? I'm just right. talking in my head, but it's like, just stop with the bullshit. Like, we have eyes. We see what you've done to this site. We see everything that's happening on this site in real time. And that's part of why I'm still on Twitter, honestly, because I've got my Blue Sky invitation. I'm very close to jumping I'm shit. Already I really, in, I'm already in I really sky. am. But the only reason I'm not is because I'm – how many times do you get to experience in real time the slow destruction of an iconic piece of American culture? You yeah. don't get that a lot. And I'm getting to witness it in real time. And it's both beautiful and terrifying. I hope the whole thing tanks and he loses every bit of money that he put into that organization. That's what right. I hope. Because right. I think there needs to be some consequence for someone with like the lack of humility and the hubris to just like, go into this and think that you're going to be the fucking white savior and you're going to save this company. You're going to save Twitter. You're going to save free. You're going to save all these things to have that kind of hubris. And then to watch it crash and burn the way it has right. is beautiful. It's yeah, absolutely and was, and, beautiful. And, and, and all the sort of the trolley ways that he did it, like didn't he pay like $420 a share? Yeah. Okay. yeah. And so obviously as a, uh, uh, as a, as a nod to the 420 weed reference, and it's just kind of like, what are you doing? 
Well, like the dude, ever since he went on the Twitter thing, ever since he went on it, he's been getting fucked left and right. Because he he did the he made the offer to buy Twitter, then he backed it out. The courts forced him to follow through with it. So ever since that moment, he's getting fucked one way after the other. He's like, the way, he's not he, had a single he's not had a single victory since he took over Twitter. And, and let's be honest. It shows in his other companies that he has been distracted. Did you see the did you see the Tesla truck that they delivered versus the Tesla truck that was the prototype? I saw that video. Yeah, it's ridiculous. One one look. Honestly, the prototype was almost cool. The delivered product looks like a Lego car. It's fucked up. And at what point? At what point do these companies like? When you start bringing so much negativity to, even though you're, they're your own companies, there are usually avenues for them to get rid of your ass. Right. But here's and, what's crazy is the reason why it's crazy is a good example would be Apple. All Steve right. Jobs did in the end is he was a CEO, but the real job he had was he yeah. was the ultimate QA guy. He yep. took a look at that thing. Yep. And if it didn't turn him on, he was like, nope, we're not doing this. That's and what Elon Musk used to be. Used to do that. And the problem is, and you can see it in the Tesla truck, he was absent for the delivery of the Tesla truck. And how you know that is, is the Tesla truck as delivered has different lines, different everything, different look than the prototype truck. And to me, I would never, I might have bought one of the other, I might have bought the Tesla truck like as a, like as a drive around town car, as like an interesting thing. Now, that's a joke. It's yeah. a joke. And he's yeah. failing in his current endeavors because of the Twitter stuff, I assert. What's interesting about this conversation we just had is I've actually weirdly like come around on Elon Musk a little bit through the course of this conversation. And only because – not because I don't think he's a fucktard because I do think he is. I'm not an idiot, obviously. That's just a word I use. But like – because look, I mean at the end of the day – I know there are some people out there who think all billionaires are evil and all billionaires need to die. It's like all those people who were ranting against the people who died in the sub as if they deserve to die. It's like it's like this whole anti-wealth thing. And I'm like you. I'm a capitalist. I think if you are smart enough and lucky enough and hardworking enough that you can amass a hundred billion dollars, you earned it. You earned yep. it. I'm sorry. Yep. Like yours. Now, I do think it is incumbent upon people with that kind of wealth or should be incumbent upon them to pay it forward to some degree. And a lot of Absolutely. billionaires do. And yes. a lot of billionaires do. And I don't think and I, I don't want this to be like a celebrating billionaires episode, but like I don't <laughs> think billionaires sometimes get enough credit for how much fucking money they get rid of. Like there are billionaires out there who have given out enormous chunks of their wealth, of their right. overall wealth, right, just right. just to help other people. Let's be honest. All of the almost all of the billionaires out there, the Pritzkers, the the you know who else? Who are the one? Who are the, the other Br- ones? The uh, Bransons, the Buffetts, what's what's his, the, what's his name? The, the yeah Buffett. So listen, Warren Buffett single handedly through his children keeps a massive nonprofit going. Yep, in the yep. into the billions of dollars. Same thing with Pritzkers. The same Bill thing and with- Melinda Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates, yes. and and Jeff Bezos's wife. Right. They do so much to support the arts communities around this country. Like yep. I don't think people realize if you got rid of billionaires, we would have no no decent art structure in this system. Right. right. You would of- have you you would have the most of the nonprofits would not be doing what no, they're doing. No. Without like the I, as someone who runs one, we rely on these people. We By the rely way, I, I, I like how we said this wasn't going to become a billionaire episode. And well, here I we know, go. but look, I don't mind. I don't mind saying that like nonprofits rely on this money, this foundation money, these grant money. Yes. If we don't have this, you don't get your arts organizations. You don't get your queer nonprofits. You don't right. get your activist nonprofits that are doing right. work in the community. You don't right. get these things without billionaires. And and I'm sorry, like I want those things. We're not Canada, right? We're not Europe. Our government isn't supporting these arts organizations. Yeah, yeah, not the way they yeah, should be. And by the way, it's not patronage. There's no patronage left. So it's not like the old days either, right? Where a yeah. king or a or a or a huge political entity of some sort would sponsor artists to live and do their work. So but I I, I just think that what you're seeing with him, what you're seeing what you're seeing with Musk is I think on some level, uh, an interesting breakdown. Okay. Yeah. Because even what he's doing with Twitter, where he's turning into X, he tried to do that with PayPal. Yeah. And then Peter Thiel 
waited till he got on a plane to fly out on his honeymoon and then voted him off the board to make sure that this didn't happen to PayPal. So the truth is- Which in hindsight, great decision. Right move, right. So what's what's interesting is this may be the first time and maybe hopefully the last time he makes a mistake of this caliber because he was a- he was allowed to. There was nobody to stop him this time. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the thing is like, I mean, you know, that dude, Elon Musk probably has more power than any non-government official in the world. Yeah. Just just being clear, more influence, more power, obviously more money. Like, he is that person. And 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 the the sad thing is is like, he could be he could be using his platform and his position to do so much more good. Right. And he could be like. He could be beloved. He was I mean, beloved. I, he, was he was beloved. He was, yeah. yeah. And like yeah. he could be, he could, I don't think there's a, I think there's a way where he could be again, but he's got to give up this, like this dogmatic bullshit fight that he has going on. He's got to get off Twitter. He's, no, he's got to get, get off Twitter. Twitter. Like yeah. go to blue sky, Elon. It's a lot better over there. I hear like, but could like, you imagine, could you imagine he went to Blue Sky and just started going over there and relax? And, and by the way, maybe being more relaxed, Blue Sky just doesn't have the heat Twitter does. So, no, I mean, no. I, I have to be honest with you. The problem I have with Mastodon and Blue Sky is when I go on there, it's kind of boring. I know that sounds weird. It no, doesn't no, it, have that's why I have, that's part of why I haven't space. moved over to. Yeah. Yeah. And so because, I'm okay yeah. with it because there are people on Mastodon. Ken White, as an example, that I go over there to read. And there's people, and by the way, all of the InfoSec community truly moved over there, right? Moved over to Mastodon. Yeah. And I read those people. And so I have that Mastodon account to read about InfoSec, about information security. Um, there are a lot of people on Blue Sky that I like. I haven't done, I, I signed up for threads and then promptly did nothing well, with see, it. So but that's the thing, right? Yeah. Is, is the question now is where does this shake out? Like, which of those three platforms actually makes it, right? Like Mastodon, Threads, Blue Sky, right? Well, Mastodon's because, already made it, right? Mastodon well, was already working before. It's made it, it's, but it's still not. It's still well, it's not. It's open source. It's open source. It's, yeah, it's never going to be a, a Twitter. Sure, but it's like, so which one is going to be the new Twitter? And it's not going to be Mastodon. I, I don't think there is a new Twitter. It's not going to be Threads. I think Blue Sky has the best chance of it but they've got to like they've just got to have a much larger exodus from twitter than what they currently have and well they've been, I've been they, on but they've been but they've been blocking too much growth and i understand that that's why they've oh, done it but they sure. need to start their growth look they yeah. if blue sky was except so blue sky needs to get off the open source model and basically yeah. just support the users that want to come yeah. and allow that to happen and yeah. and 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 we'll see, because there's still also is already on Blue Sky. You have the hall monitors there, and that's the other problem yeah. is you don't want the same hall monitorism that was at Twitter. Yeah. But whatever. Well, we're going to close out this episode with a quick discussion about our old buddy Vivek Ramaswamy, who, if you um, if you haven't watched his interview uh, with uh, Mitty Hassan, who let me be clear, I I think Mitty Hassan is probably the best interviewer in politics right now in general. Yeah. Yeah. And I say that because, and I would love to see Mehdi Hassan become the new host of meet the press at some point, because I think that would be a beautiful thing because he's one of these, he manages to come off as non-biased in his political leanings, but can also just tear someone to shreds. I mean, I mean, I think he does. I know you disagree. I think he does. Yeah, I think when he's interviewing we, we someone. We absolutely disagree on, on Mehdi Hassan, especially because I was first exposed to him through his debates with Christopher Hitchens, right? Oh, yeah. So well, I, I think he's an incredible interviewer. And so his interview with Vivek is exactly what you wanted that debate to be. True. Because yes. Vivek Ramaswamy has this tendency to just rattle off all this bullshit that any random person could verify as bullshit. Because he's written something opposite in his book. He said something different in public. And Mitty Hassan basically just goes through. Every time Vivek Ramaswamy says one thing, Mehdi Hassan will just cha- like ha- challenges him with the cold yeah. hard facts. And so, the good example of this would be there's this whole contention that, you know, he's he, Vivek is all against George Soros. But yet he accepted this $50,000 scholarship from George Soros to go to college. Yeah. Yeah. And in his and previously he said it because he didn't have the money. 
But now, of course, he's saying it wasn't because he didn't have the money. It, but and it's like, but why would you turn blah blah blah? And he just keps on trying to talk around the he's issue. Lying. No, he's and lying. And then he saw just hammers him and he yep. goes through his tax records with him in real time to prove that he did have the money and ramaswamy yep. has nothing to do except sit there looking flustered and like rattling off bullshit it's a beautiful thing well no, no. so first off Mehdi hassan is in fact i think one of the individuals with the highest integrity level as an interviewer which is what makes yes. him so good which is why i'd be okay with him taking over uh, meet the press as an example. I don't necessarily agree with his framing. Okay. And there were, there, there are interviews where he's said things that I think are ridiculous. So you and I could talk about it at some point, but the things he said where he deliberately, he was accurate, but he deliberately flubbed the framing and that he's, he's smart enough to know what he's doing. That being said with the Ramaswamy thing, that was, oh. it was textbook, it was a textbook teardown of a liar, and I appreciate the fact it that it was that good journalism. Yeah. It was like there wasn't a thing Ramaswamy said that that he didn't have an answer for. He had done the research. He, it's like he forecasted every excuse Ramaswamy was going to give, and he had evidence for every possible excuse. And yeah. so Ramaswamy had no way out. He could not talk his way out of a conversation yeah. about this, yeah. and I think it hurts him. I think it hurt him. I do think it caused some damage to him, and I think if more journalists will have the integrity to keep doing that, he becomes a non-factor really quick. Right, right, right. I mean, to, to, to be fair, um, you can't – the reason why Mehdi Hassan was so good with it, it wasn't just that he had the information. He had the information, and he was able to communicate it in simple, clear words. Simple, oh, yeah. clear words, very easy to follow. That is true mastery of the subject, and Ramaswamy – the sad – you want to know what the sad thing for Ramaswamy is, is you could tell that he knew that Mehdi Hassan had his ass and that's yeah. why he was panicking. And why is that important? It's important because he knew that he's been being dishonest. He's been, you, it's not just Ramaswamy yeah. getting up there like Trump. Trump will go up there. He believes what he's saying sometimes. Oh, yeah. Ramaswamy, oh, yeah. there's no fucking way. He knew he was had. He knew he was had all the way. And as the interview went on, he was less boisterous because of it. He was less vociferous because of it. And I think that, um, yeah, I would love to see uh, uh, Mehdi Hassan versus Ramaswamy too, there, but we'll see how that goes. There's, there's a moment, and I can't remember exactly when it takes place, but it's, it's a moment where Vivek is basically saying something along the lines of, well, you have to understand how this works. And Mehdi <laughs> Hassan shoots him this very quick, like, bitch, please look, where it's like, I know how this works. This isn't my first time at the rodeo, Vivek. And yeah, like, this works. And it's, this just, works. it's this very quick glance. It's like, it's just so quick. And I saw that. I was like, that's some, that's like some diva queen shit right there. Like, you know, and that's the thing too, is like, he knew he had him. He knew he had him. And so he's just like relishing it. And he's like, <laughs> I, oh God, I can go on and on. Just go watch this interview. It is a beautiful thing. I hope more journalists start doing it. And And isn't it funny now since the debate, how much of a nothing burger Chris Christie has been reduced to? <laughs> yeah well he ain't, and the getting, funny he ain't getting invited on the shows like he was right. and he may do well in new hampshire but i think i think his shot is over the haley thing though she's uh she's uh she's on her way up but we'll and she see. should be and she should be and i hope she keeps going up and like i don't know she's added some people to her campaign i, I don't i thought i had the guy's name here but i don't who are terrible just terrible well, like they were she added uh you know one of the she added a very well-known um, uh, uh, election denier to her campaign last week. I, a well, I, it, it's hard to throw a rock these days, though, without hitting one Yeah, in the Republican Party. So at some point, it's like, your options are between these three people who all denied the election. Who do you go with? Yeah, like, that's just fucking terrible. Um, anyway. Well, uh, that's it for this week, everybody. Uh, that was a fun discussion. I like it when we, when we talk just as much politics as we do or news as we do politics yeah. um so thanks everybody uh for listening this week uh center clueless podcast is produced by ryan Verrill. hi ryan please visit us at centerclueless.com for more information or find us on the socials at center clueless please rate review us on apple Podcasts and spotify and tell your friends to tune in and if you have a question comment or criticism and and i'll tell you this is my fault we actually do have a couple of uh comments so we're going to get to those next week we're actually going to do a mailbag segment in the next episode 
Finally, we're gonna geez. we're gonna take half an hour and we're just gonna go through some of the questions that we have and some of the comments. What did you? Wait, okay, I'll, we'll talk later. How, did, how dare you miss those? Oh yeah, no, no, I, I I've saved those. I was gonna surprise you with them. Um, so until next time, so stay tuned for that. That'll be next week. Until next time, whether you're left, right, or somewhere in the center, or whether you're, I usually have something clever to say there, or whether you're hey. Elon Musk throwing turds at a wildfire. I don't even know what that means. Throwing uh, we, turds in a wildfire. That's a up new on can, the hell. Can we make up that a new hill. catch? Can we make that a new phrase that's popular? Like it's like throwing turds on a wildfire. Um, it'll be for useless. That, that's a new phrase for being useless. You're about as useful as throwing turds on a wildfire. Um, okay, I'm glad we went down that rabbit hole to end the show. Okay, <laughs> we hope you're a little less clueless, <laughs> just like us. Streaming services got you down? Did they remove a TV series while you were in the middle of watching it? Did they delete a film that you previously paid for? Physical Media is the answer to these problems, and the Disc Connected is your guide. Hi, I'm Ryan Verrill, creator of the Disc Connected, a podcast and YouTube channel dedicated to all things physical media, including 4K UHDs, Blu-rays, DVDs, and even VHS tapes. Each week, the Disc Connected releases an interview with an industry professional like director Sean Baker and host a live show with a guest to highlight all of the boutique physical media releases that were announced in the seven days prior. Following these announcements, the guest and host also discuss a topic in film. Previous topics have ranged from favorite films directed by a specific director to impactful films that are directed by women. You can find The Disconnected on the podcast service of your choice or on YouTube. I hope to see you in the live chat. Ah, dance to the beats of just a generic song that we found on the internet. Can you generic feel the, mu- <laughs> can you feel the music flowing through your veins and your shoulders uncontrollably moving in rhythm? That's the power of royalty-free music, everybody. Hi, uh, welcome to the Center Clueless Podcast, where we take a day-by-day approach to politics. I'm Billy Ray Bruton. I'm Eric Sirwell. Stepping, Hi, on Billy, stepping on Billy Ray this morning, Billy Ray's comments being stepped on all day, all week by me. It's, Sorry about that. It's one of those mornings, right? We're feeling frisky, so we're gonna we're gonna do a lot of overlapping. We're gonna who knows? This might be the episode where we finally disagree on something. We disagreed last episode. I Joe, okay. I, 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 we we disagree on on certain things. Yeah. It's usually like the minutia. It's, it's usually minutia, like it's yeah, minutia it's, disagreement. It's, it's the minutia disagreement society. Yeah, no, it's, I it's get like, it. I go ahead. it's like get yeah, well, and I, I hate that I have to preface this. But, like, keep in mind I'm joking here. But it's the whole, like, well, the Holocaust isn't that bad, but those uniforms. <laughs> like, just disagreeing on the minutia, left and right. Yeah, yeah. Um, those uniforms were atrocious, much like yeah. the, the newer squared-up Mercedes-Benz now, the uh, like, the, the, the German, uh, the, the German uh, uh, leftovers from World War II in modern auto building. It's crazy. Well, it's been an interesting week. Uh, we've had some interesting things happen. Uh, a lot of it is politics. A lot of it is just news. And this is a politics and news shows. At least that's what the uh, algorithms tell me when I when I do ads for the show, is that it's politics and news. Um, so I just want to dive into this because I find this, and I'm going to back, I'm going to take you there in reverse order, right? So yesterday or the day before, everybody's favorite couple, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, wrote these long, impassioned letters to the judge in the case of their good friend, Danny Masterson, pleading (laughs) with them to show mercy, vouching for his character, calling him a great person, an honest person. And, uh, you know, hold on. I want to find exactly what (laughs) Ashton Kutcher, his quote was, because I found it to be just ridiculous um 
Yeah, I, I mean, you go ahead while I'm looking this up. Well, their their whole response video that came the next day, oh, yeah, was such a you know such a you know like a PR firm lawyer clean up the mess bullshit. It was weird, and honestly, um, I found it even less. Look, could, Ashton Kutcher isn't. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but he's not. He said crazy stuff, but it's still in Ashton Kutcher's voice. Mila Kunis is, she was absolutely just acting her lawyer's PR firm person's part in her comments. It was just terrible. It was as, that was as bad lawyer talk as it gets. Yeah. They called, the word they used was, he's dedicated. Yeah. Dedicated to raping women. Like, this isn't one of those ditty. This so isn't really on. one of those uh, did it hold on. hold on, hold on, hold on. It wasn't just those two. Variety no. reports that it was 50 letters, and at least 35 or 40 of them are online. I, I, I was looking for the independent, uh, the independent uh, news guy's article that had he they'd obtained all the text yeah. on all of the letters. And so it's not just those two. Oh, and I'm it's sure not it's just, not. look, sure, half of them. Easily, there were 20, 25 Scientology specials in the letters there, right? But the other half, and again, maybe this is part of the problem in Hollywood with Scientology is you had about half of the letters, maybe 20 out of the 50 were Scientologists. Then you had another 15 to 20 that were the brother, sister, husband, wife, or ex-Scientologist in the case of Kunis, right? And ex-Scientologist, right? There's a little bit of a... Who knows there? Um, sure. The thing that's crazy is, is if all those letters are accurate, this is a very strange case in which you have this super sweet, super nice guy out here in public who in the back is dropping things in the women's drinks and then raping them. And what's crazy, by the way, is he didn't – they weren't even able to present that part at trial because there's no physical evidence of the drugs that he supposedly gave them. But these three women – of which two of the women were believed and they convicted on those two women's statements. Those two women, that's the only evidence they have is their, is their word, right? Sure. In this. And so it, it, I'm glad that he, I'm glad that he's going to be held accountable, but man, in the old days, not so sure if he would have yeah, been held. Yeah. I, I, I don't look, I don't disagree with that. Look, I, I, I'm not someone who believes in just convicting somebody without evidence or without proof or anything like that. I think you have to have those things. And keep, what you just described in terms of the type of person he might be is you just described Bill Cosby, right? Right, right. No, so no, it's right. People do exist. Like they are out there among us. They do exist. Now that said, the yeah. part, of this is, part of this is, which I think is so hard to make a decision, is the Scientology of it all. Because, you know, they do... It is in the Scientology. I'm, I'm looking at it from the perspective of these women, right? Right, right. And I want to be clear, as we start to speak here, this is in our opinion. So okay. go ahead, Billy Ray. So in terms of like these women, Scientology teaches you that if something bad happens in your life, you caused it. You right. brought it yeah. out. No, yeah, yeah. So and, and, and if and I fair, am someone- That's powerful. That's a powerful position to take, but keep going. Exactly. And so it's like, so if you're one of these women- and you have this thing happen to you. This is one of those cases where people are always like, well, why didn't they come forward? Why didn't they come forward? I can very much understand why they didn't come forward. If you're in, if you're in this, you know, this system of oppression that is Scientology and something like this happens to you, and imagine how horrible it is to have someone rape you and you immediately, immediately I know this happens to a lot of people, but immediately you're like, I caused this. Well, so no, here's the because, thing. Here's because the thing. of your I fucking don't, I don't, religion. I don't, with, I don't disagree with you. And here's what's – first off, let's just – so again, in my opinion, what I'm about to say, Scientology isn't an actual religion. Of okay? course. Of course it's not. It, 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 Scientology is out of it, – it's created out of the same self-improvement space than many of those uh, self-improvement uh, 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 groups came out of the, the 50s and 60s, okay? As an example – Est, although it's not fair to really compare Est or Landmark to Scientology, and there are other things, mind, you know, MindSpring. Well, you know, here's the point. I know because I've done Landmark. You and I eventually will do a Landmark. Uh, uh, oh, we sure landmark. will. 
yeah, with 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 our with my friend Joel. But stay tuned, everybody. You'll actually hear us disagree. They have they have the same concept, except the slight difference here is if if I was raped, I have to take responsibility for the actions I I took to put myself in that space. Yeah. And by the way, it's also my responsibility to go report that rapist. You see what I'm Actually, saying? You see no, no, but, but, no, no, but the, it's not because in Scientology, you're not allowed no, to go no. to the so authorities. I'm, I'm not, yeah, you're I'm not, not allowed to sue it. one another. Look, like, look I, I am not a Scientology guy. I hate Scientology respectfully. I have a bias against Scientology. Okay. Scientology. Only one cult for you. Right. Just one. Scientology <laughs> breaks the concept that was powerful about taking responsibility for everything in your life. Taking responsibility for everything in your life, I assert, is not only taking responsibility for the actions I did to put myself in that place to be assaulted, but to then go ahead and make whatever corrections I need to make to be right with it. And see, that's why I'm saying Scientology itself is broken here and why I think I, my opinion, again, is Scientology is also culpable in this because they left no legitimate out for these women to go complain to the, to, you know, because because Scientology doesn't allow the police to be brought in because they don't like to look bad and they yeah. avoid it. And it's weird. You know, that's the problem. Yeah. The only thing that makes me feel because, look, I, I've never gotten a what a great guy vibe from Danny Masterson. Now, I don't know him. Right. Like, I don't know him. I'm not a friend. Right. I'm not a family member. Never met right. the guy. But just right. watching interviews, watching him just like, I don't know. I don't get the like, oh, this guy is the sweetest, nicest guy in the world. Spit, stick. Did you did you see the late night video that came out? Oh, yeah, I saw Where that. he's like, they're going to catch you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like. You know, but that's neither here nor there, right? Like that's just yeah, a but that's joke but hold on, that's when but that adds. To, but no, but my issue is where it makes me feel a little skeevy is, yeah, if they're trying Danny Masterson and Danny Masterson gets thirty years for the crime he committed, which he did, like that's fine. Like justice system worked, however you want to think it worked. He's going to jail. If they were actually trying Scientology. And now Danny Masterson's going to go to jail for 30 years because of a faux religion that he's involved with and not because of something he actually did. That's a problem. And I think the issue is it's hard to know because Scientology factors so hard into this and people have such hard and fast feelings about Scientology, yeah. whether or not this sentence reflects what he did or what or the way we want to punish this religion. Look, all you got to do is look at the PR slash, you know, uh, uh, troll accounts on Twitter going after all of the people talking about this. I know. Including the stuff that people have gone after. Leah Remini. Um, what's his name? It, who's the, the news guy? They're, they're, they're going after all of them. Okay? Oh, yeah. And I bring it up because when I was, again – this is in my space and in my opinion, when I was the uh, business manager of a rave magazine called Lotus Magazine. In the, I love in that the each episode we're learning a little bit more and more about Eric's rave past. <laughs> um, we did a two-page article on Scientology. And afterwards, all three of the owners proceeded to get followed by people in Scientology. Okay? It was weird. I'm Ultimately, sure they had to make a deal. Never to print something again about Scientology. And I looked God. at them. I'm like, did you guys give up? And they're like, well, if we decide to do another one, then we, then we just will. But to be fair, I think that they effectively silenced the voices of at least two out of the three owners of that magazine. I'm and sure they did. It, it's, it's, there's, there's, a, there's a great book out there called Barefaced Messiah. That's mm. the definitive book on you know, Scientology and and how it was created in the beginning and it and it's in the tale there was a lawsuit behind it in England it is a shit of a fucking religion not real right yeah, like they yeah. walked in with compromising information so asserted in this book they walked in with compromising information into the IRS commissioner's office and walked out with as a church okay yeah. so this is this is all just mess and by the way as Leah, as Leah Remini has 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 stated, where is David Mikos uh, David Miscaviage's wife, the guy that oh, runs oh, yeah, yeah, who's been yeah. missing for years? Yeah. Like, I mean, the whole thing is crazy, and the reason why it stands here is because it is 
it is likely, in my opinion, Scientology that kept these women from having a voice for so long, at least the most powerful yeah. part. So how Scientology factors in here is, of course, you're going to see the justice system take a harder stance on a guy like Masterson, because what, they, what, that, what the justice system now wants to do is say, hey, we're going to be rough on you. And if Scientology is involved, we're no, we're going to know that the thumb's on the scale on the other side, right? So I'm going to say, yeah. I, first off, I don't think he's doing the full thirty. If he does, no, no, he's lucky, not, he's not doing, right? He's not doing but the guess full thirty. What? He should do it based on the testimony of those two women. They corroborated each other. Yeah. It's legit. Yeah, I don't care what yeah. anybody else has to say. And yep, I think that Scientology's finger is also to be felt in the responses from these 50 people. Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. And so that's where it's a mess. I just don't know. I mean, I get that he's your friend and all, but I don't know how, if you're Ashton Kutcher or Mila Kunis, you, I don't know why you would release those letters and not expect a shit storm. And they seem like they actually didn't expect a shit storm. <laughs> they seem and confused. It's like, yeah. And it's like, they come out and say, we realize these videos cause people harm. Like, well, no shit, Sherlock. You're basically coming out and trying to, in an eloquent way, trying to say that these women are liars and that he shouldn't be put in jail. I mean, that's not what you're saying, but it's sort of what you're saying. They absolutely like, are implying that there's yeah. some shared responsibility here when there's not. Look, I just yeah. want to be clear. Those women voluntarily went to his house, of course. Yes. The weird part is where he slipped something into his into their drink again not proven in court no evidence of this just the conversation of the people testifying in these cases it's that's why it becomes as weird as what went down with freaking cosby you're a star what are you doing yeah. you didn't need it and that's why it becomes weird because Danny Masters is not an unattractive guy. He doesn't need right. drugs to get a woman. He would have been fine. Right. Exactly right. And so that's like, where this, be just like Cosby, that's where this becomes very odd. And look, I know that you said Cosby was like the sweet guy. He's not. Cosby was a weirdo. There's a lot of stories about him being a weirdo outside of the he, public eye. Well, yeah. Well, are, exactly. Are, but are but the difference is. But are there the similar conversations? Go ahead. Sorry. We don't. See, I mean, that's. A, but, but we don't see him really outside of the public eye. So as far as everyone's concerned, as far as the public image is concerned, he's America's dad, right? Right. And like, right. and as far as Danny Masterson is concerned, with most people, oh, he's that funny guy from that '70s show. He's this yeah. cool, fun, laid back stoner guy. And it's like, yeah, so they there, just were, have, there were there weren't stories about Masterson being a weirdo like Cosby. No, Oscar. no, not not like him. But I mean, those stories. But, like, the Cosby stories don't really trickle out into the mainstream until much later. Like, they're right. just kind of an inner circle thing. Like, right. they don't really start trickling out until, you know, a couple decades ago, and then you slowly start hearing the stories. Like, well, yeah, it was kind of – it was after his first accusation. So there's yeah, – so maybe, like, maybe we start to hear it about Masterson now. Maybe so. Maybe so. I just – I find it so interesting. I mean, I'm glad I, – I think he absolutely should have been convicted based on what they had. I think – 30 years for what he did makes total sense to me. You rape two women forcibly 30 years seems about right to me. Um, yeah, yeah, not, not, not just, but it had to be it, not only rape them, but there's always this idea. I don't have this idea, but it's often there's this idea that there was some immediacy to the action, right? You know, like it wasn't, he absolutely uh, premeditated this. Sure. He had shit on, on, you know, he had shit right there, ready to drop. I mean, that's and that's I think part of the the, the terribleness of this, right? And then yeah. for him to lean into the protection of Scientology, all of those add up to thirty years. And again, obviously, he's not going to end up doing that thirty, maybe ten if we're lucky. He's going to go down, uh, at, you know, to pay for this crime. And I think, yeah, I kind of feel justice was done in this case um, because these two women uh, apparently were very uh, credible to to the juries um, and we'll see on appeal because his lawyer yeah. obviously has already said they're going to appeal. Oh, absolutely. There, it's definitely going to be appealed. And who knows? It could be overturned. We have no idea. Like, yeah. I mean, there's a million reasons because, I mean, there is no physical evidence and that is a big thing for some judges. Like, 
I mean, it could be overturned. I mean, I think it's fair. I mean, if they were to reduce it by half, I'd be like, okay, that's still fair. Like 15 years, okay. If he, I mean, but I, I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm interested to see. And I hope, uh, I hope it really only takes one brave soul uh, to decide that Scientology doesn't deserve a tax exemption anymore. Yeah, so, I mean, um, that really needs to be reviewed. But it I, you really know what's funny, does. You know what's funny is I, I kind of, what's interesting about his his sentence, and it's not just his sentence. There are other sentences, as we've discussed. I think that sentences are starting to go up, and I think that you're starting to see this pendulum swing away from uh, the sort of abolitionist mindset we got into for about five minutes there. And you're going to start seeing judges and lawyers, prosecutors specifically, stepping the foot on a lot of this stuff to turn up the heat on people committing crimes. Because as I think we see, especially in a, a the modern news space, the modern social media space, a lack of proper um, punishment for a crime leads to more crime in general. And yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm like, 30 years, I'm like, you watch. You're going to keep seeing uh, uh, sentences like this, I think, for the next several years. Well, I, I was watching some people comment on, and this isn't a lot of people commenting, but I saw a couple of people commenting on social media. They were comparing it and being like, I don't understand how someone like Kevin Spacey, who's clearly guilty, can get off, and someone like Danny Masterson gets 30 years. And I'm like, well, for starters, A, they completely disproved the accusers in the Kevin Spacey case to a large degree. Right. Like, right. All the, did, the stories didn't add yeah, up. Nothing. We, and, we, and like, you and I, I discussed it. Yeah. And I've already said, I think Kevin Spacey's skeevy. I think there's probably something there, but in the eyes of the law, he has been found innocent. Yeah. Danny Masters, the case against Masterson was stronger. They did. Yep. They were able to disprove they, the they women. Were, they, were, uh, they were unable to shake two of the women. Yeah. And uh, so that's why. One of them, by the way, the jury deadlocked and there was no, there was no conviction yeah. in the third, but on those two, their conversation, their uh, representation in court was clean enough for people to believe them. And I think that's very difficult to do. Yeah. And it's not easy to just going to court and lie. I know a lot of people, and I know a lot of people can do that, I guess, right? I know there's a lot of people. I yeah. knew a terribly good liar once in my life. He could lie straight to anybody's face, and it was weird. You bought it. Yeah. I bought it, at least. It was the last time I bought it. But still, there are very talented liars out there. I don't think these women were talented. In fact, I think these women were not only wounded by him, not yeah. only wounded by the amount of time it took to get justice, but also wounded by the fact that they were, you know, sort of suckered into the Scientology bullshit. Yeah. Well, we're going to keep the uh, sentencing train going, and I'm going to let Eric take us into the wonderful, magical land of the Proud Boys. Right. So the big, the big, uh, the big uh, uh, conviction last week was um, the final uh, conviction of Enrique Tario. Uh, who got 22 years? So let's be clear. It sounds like sounds like a fucking drug dealer from like a 70s movie. Like we gotta go get Enrico Tario. <laughs> well, also because the sort of simplistic way that the news deals with the Proud Boys, right? Yeah. Part of that simplistic, where you know, I, look, I'm just gonna go there. Everybody that wants to talk about white racism, look, nationalism, okay, uh, chauvinism, right? for America isn't exclusively white skinned. Yes, there's a European, you know, sort of a European cultural framework to it that's put forward as our nationalist behavior. This is not who we are. We're not America. That whole line, sure. Yeah. But part of the problem here is the whole concept about whiteness is broken. And what the Proud Boys represent is the actual threat to America, which is a fascistic nationalism. Look, everybody is trying to, and, and in fact, it's so disingenuous to watch people argue about Enrique Tario getting 22 years when all those BLM people, they only got four and five years. Well, to be fair, first off, I'll just admit that people that were throwing Molotov cocktails into police cars with police sitting in them, yeah, they should have gotten more than four or five years. Sure. I can admit that. On top of it, you have Enrique Tario, and it wasn't just him. It was his, uh, his lieutenants and other people right, that were there, they had a 
person strong, what they called the rally boys on January 6th. Enrique Tarrio was supposed to be there, but he had been pulled over by the police the day before and warned that if he showed up, he was going to get arrested the next day. So he sat and coordinated on a cell phone with his yeah. lieutenants, who then went ahead and did a lot of the leading of the others in into yeah. the, the you know into Congress the halls the halls of our uh, of our uh, the halls of Congress the you know the 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 place where the laws for the <laughs> United States are yeah. adjudicated and it's just like to pretend that it was just them protesting it wasn't they were looking yeah. for a way to get their hands on some either I mean Pence was running away from these people the the all of the senators. Uh, when that woman got shot, fuck me if I can remember her name, she was trying to get into the Senate inner hall, right? Yeah. I mean, these people were trying to get their get into the space so that the that the lawful vote couldn't be uh, couldn't be adjudicated by the Congress, right? That they couldn't they couldn't certify the vote, and so they were directly in a seditious fashion trying to usurp uh, the United States. And the process of elections in the United States. That's why they get 22 years. Also, they were offered plea deals. All of them. Oh, yeah. 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 About half this time. And so this isn't new that if you go into federal court and you thumb your nose at the fucking judge and go, no, I'm taking this to trial. Guaranteed. You're going to go to jail. You're going to go to jail if you're convicted and you're going to get at least double what your plea deal was. And that's what you see here. I, None of these guys are getting a bad deal. And you know what? Enrique Tario, I think, is a perfect, this is a perfect person to get popped in the end for this because he shows the true face of this, uh, the true face of this, um, of this movement in the United States, which is nationalistic and fascistic and anti, you know what I mean? And, 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 and anti-American, I assert. I have a Proud Boys vision, Eric. I have this image of all of these proud boys being at the Capitol and they, they get this phone call from Enrique. Tario. Is that it? Tario yep. telling them that he can't make it and that they're going to have to figure it out on their own. I just had this image of like all these proud boys, like convening in the middle of the Capitol and like Robert's rules of order where they're having right. to have like an impromptu meeting <laughs> and they're like, nope. And it wasn't like it, going through it, the process. It, so, so it wasn't quite like that, but it was kind of like that, <laughs> right? That's the that thing that's crazy is is that um, he was. So there were other there. So you know, there's other the other people that were there, right? Um, what was it? Uh, Dominic Pizzola got ten years. Ethan Nordine and Joseph Biggs, two of the top lieutenants. One got 18 years, one got 17 years, and they were the ones that were in, and Tario was was communicating with them, right? And so it's just, you know, the group, so the way that, look, the way the Justice Department says the group had an integral role in the first breach, right? In addition, afterwards, they sat on the phone and talked to each other about how, what a good job that they did, that if if Pence had done his fucking job, that it would have worked. So it's evidence that they had, you know, that they had conspired, that they had a plan, that they executed on that plan, and that their opinion was that if Pence had done what Trump had asked, right, that they would have. Now, by the way, just so you know, this this doesn't look good for Trump either, because if they've been able to prove that guys like like any one of the douchebags, right, Meadows, any of the any of the players around Trump had talked with Enrique Tario, they absolutely have them on seditious conspiracy. Yeah. They absolutely have them. And I think what you're going to see now is these core, uh, these core convictions are going to radiate outwards into Trump's administration. And if Trump's unlucky enough, maybe to himself directly. And we'll see. See, what's funny is all the people talking shit about this conviction about the convictions of the Proud Boys, the evidence hasn't come out yet. Just wait. It's actually way worse, much like oh. the mess that's going on in Georgia. Probably, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, shoot, now I'm going to lose his name. The, the, the legislator that didn't get charged in the Georgia situation, he also is going gonna, is gonna to look bad. What, what's his name? Who am I talking about? Uh, hold on. You know what I'm talking about, right? Am I am I being stupid here? 
from Georgia? No, not from Georgia, but he Lindsey uh, Graham. Lindsey Graham, thank you. Lindsey Graham is an unindicted co-conspirator in the Georgia thing. The question you got to ask is how many unindicted co-conspirators are going to become clear when the lawsuit information about these court cases finally comes out. You're going to see a lot of unindicted co-conspirators that are likely either administration guys, administration hacks, or low-level dudes like Graham who are involved on the periphery. And you got so many people who are like, oh, you know, doesn't the doesn't the sentencing seem a little severe? And I'm like, you do realize that what he's accused of is really only one step below treason. Treason is punishable by death. Yeah. So one step below treason, I would say 22 years is a gift. It's it's just it's the framing for me is so ridiculous. And when I go because I've gone off with people, I've you know I've gone off on people or around people about this. It's it's absolutely crazy. These people should rot in jail because they were attempting to subvert the political will of the United yeah. States. That's it. If you don't like it, look, you're going to come out that you're going to come at the United States. You better come correct and you better be successful. They weren't. Yeah. And now they're going to rot just like they should, yeah. just like anybody should that does crap like this. But I'm uh, I have a strong opinion about this. I think it was yeah. anti-American at its core. I think these are not good well, Americans. Because it that's because it was, and they're not. And, right. and like they have such a ridiculous sense of what it means to be an American that I, I don't I can't even begin to like understand where they're coming from. I just can't. And so I don't even try to. All I know is they should be in jail. They should be yeah. in fucking jail. Just so and, we know they don't try it again. And they're gonna be. And and guess what? They could go ahead and cope and seethe. Fuck off. Um we're going to take an actual break now instead of my <laughs> break, to uh, which I did earlier, which you wouldn't have noticed because Brian would have edited it together so smoothly. Edited smoothly, a, yeah. The smooth but editor. I, smooth but I took a break editor. earlier. I could wolf down a croissant and get my coffee. But we're going to take an actual break now, and we're going to be back with things that don't involve sentencing. So stick around. 